0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen And welcome to a brand new episode of the Co-op Podcast Uh, I'm your host, Richard Bailey Jr. And today I'm joined by Mr. Gary A. Swaby How's it going, Gary?
1: It's going very well, thanks And I just want to say, you know um, A lot of people for years have been asking us to bring back, you know One person, and we, we finally made it happen So, carry on, Rich
0: Absolutely And of course, we're talking about Mr. Charles Singletary. How's it going, Mr. Singletary?
2: What's going on, man? And, and and should I be concerned? Is that one troll, the person that's been asking for me to come back? <laughs> Wait, I can't which, even remember his name anymore. Which but troll are you referring always, to?
1: Like we've had a the one choice.
2: that I did the Versus episode with.
1: Oh, other think yeah. yeah, he's gone. He hasn't come yeah.
2: back. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried that's what was asking for me to come back, man.
1: <laughs> nah. Uh, it's been all the good people who support us. So, yeah, it's. Uh, to...
2: I appreciate it, man. Thank y'all for having me. Yeah. Good oh yeah, to of finally course.
1: back.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, definitely. And um, like I said, ho- ho- hopefully I sound clear. Just so people, if you wonder later, I'm actually not home right now. I'm recording from a remote location. So um, <laughs> yeah. So if, if if you if you do hear any sound issues. Make sure that you blame Gary for this, just just for this week, you know.
1: I can oh, get behind it's, that. It's always my fault.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, we do have a couple of topics to get into this week, but before we do any of that, we're going to let you all know what we have been playing. So, Charles, I'm going to go to you first. How about you let us know what you've been playing?
2: Uh, well, currently and thankfully today, I can actually talk about it. I'm currently playing Just Cause Four. Um, i've i've played that series a little bit but i've never really dug into it but i'm playing it for 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 review purposes now so uh i've got to dig all the way in and i'm enjoying it so far but playing that um i've been playing a lot of um well i've been playing a very little bit of red dead online um and a little bit of fallout 76 but mostly battlefield 5 actually uh battlefield 5 and total war warhammer 2 which that came out a while back but i got a code for like all of its content and i wanted to play it and i'm addicted to it but that and battlefield 5 are like my main two things that i've been playing
1: oh i I had a quick question about battlefield because uh it seems like that i see a lot of negative like headlines about it like it's, it's they've been saying that it's selling significantly lower than Battlefield 1 did and everything like is this game like does it hold hold up to the Battlefield standard or is, has it been a decline in your opinion
2: I'll be honest I don't know what standard Battlefield 1 set because I didn't get into it at launch uh, it was just a series of events that just it slipped by it came out at a really uh busy time for me so i never got to play it i bought it later but i still didn't really get to dig into it so my last actual experience was battlefield 4 which is what i had in mind going into this and for me it is delivering well beyond uh, my expectations um you know the typical quality sound design is there they're improving the ui a bit it has some issues but Um, playing with my friends is wonderful. The maps are wonderful. I, I already had kind of fallen in love with them, looking at them pre-launch and now jumping into it. Um, I'm enjoying them a great deal. It's not as many maps as Battlefield one, I don't believe at launch, but it's only one fewer than Battlefield four at launch. And then, and next week we actually get a new map and then, you know, they're doing that whole, um, Uh, the rollout uh, I can't remember what it's called at this time but they they've got this rollout they eliminated premium and every bit of content that comes out to this game goes to every single owner of the game which I think I think a lot of people are kind of not talking about that enough but you know people are disappointed because they didn't get the battle royale mode and stuff but I'm actually enjoying it beyond that that comes out in March but I am I'm loving it a whole lot. Uh it has some issues like some glitches and stuff. Um nothing game breaking that I've encountered yet, but I like it a whole lot. And if if it's selling uh poorly, I hope it's not so bad that they just have to scrap it, because they have a really, really good foundation to build on for the long term. They really do. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I might have to consider getting that game at some point. Uh, maybe when the Battle Royale comes out.
2: <laughs> Alright. If you do it, if you get it on PC, man, let me know. Uh, I run with uh, a consistent squad of people. It's like seven or eight of us rotating in and out, and then I've got a coworker that plays with a good group of people, so we're going to be playing it for a long time. Awesome. Hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll consider it for sure.
0: Well, I, I definitely want to thank you for, uh, that overview because the game is actually on sale now here at Best Buy. Um, I only seen the mm. console console version. I don't know if the PC is included in that.
2: That's it's not. The PC version is not. But the the console version I think is twenty nine ninety nine right now.
0: Yes, yes, that's correct. All right, so I may I may have to check that out until I can upgrade to a PC like uh, the rest of you gentlemen. So, uh,
2: <laughs> I've been waiting for you to do that for like years, man. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, and I I spoke with uh, our, our very good friend David earlier because he told me that he is now playing uh, Mutant Year Zero um, on PC, and I told him that is the game that's going to make me feel like okay, yeah, I need to get a PC because that is a game I I saw that game when it was at GDC for the first time, and it's not coming to console. The console codes will not be available until launch. So yeah, that's yep, it. I yep, have to that's the PC. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm playing. I'm not reviewing that, but I've uh, I've got a copy of that too. And the only reason I'm not playing it is because I have other responsibilities. That game <laughs> was top five my most anticipated games of the year. So as soon as I'm done with these reviews that I've got on my plate, I'm going straight into that one.
0: Oh yes. Hey, that sounds good. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Word. All right, so. How about
1: you, Gary? What have you been playing? <laughs> oh man, it's been a busy week, so uh, you already know, Rich. I've only been playing Overwatch. So, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I've been waiting to try, the, try out this Red Dead Online, but I didn't actually get around to. It. Well, I, I think I could only get into it today anyway because I got it. I got the game kind of late, like start of November. So I think I could only play it today, anyway. So maybe after this, I might give it a try if I'm not too tired. But um, I still haven't beat the the, the story mode yet. I'm uh, I'm on chapter five, so I'm near the end now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in the jungle chapter. Um, so I think that's kind of close to the end. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, that's yeah. that's
2: pretty much it. Just Overwatch. Has Rich played Red Dead? Has he finished it?
0: Uh, I I unfortunately have not finished it, so I I you know I I've, I've had a very um. I want to say I've made some bad choices in 2018. I haven't finished Red Dead yet. <laughs> I, I haven't even finished God of War yet, so I have to try and finish both of these games before the year is over because uh, I know they're going to be in the discussion for Game of the Year. Um.
2: Well, don't feel so bad. I haven't started God of War. I haven't started <laughs> Spider Man. So, oh! Oh! I'm and, not, see, I'm
1: not the only one. That's good. I haven't started. Yeah, I, I haven't
2: touched. Yeah, I haven't touched either one. And it's just with so many games that come out in the year, mm-hmm. there are certain games where I'm like, I I can't rush to play them because if I do, whatever little bit of free time that I have is going to be gone. So those two being single player experiences focused, and me having you know other games that I definitely want to play ahead of it. It was, I was like, I'll, I'll get to it when I get to it. Grab it on a discount. I'll, I'll be okay. Uh, I won't be able to contribute to the conversation as far as, you know, game of the year for those two items, but there are a lot of games that I've played that other people on my staff have not played. Um, so I'll be able to contribute in that way. Shoot, I haven't even played Forza Horizon 4 yet, which I think is going to be a big title in the game of the year conversation. Uh, so I got to work on that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I, I do want to say, make sure you play uh, Forza Horizon because uh, if not, then a, a fellow by the name of Other Inc. will be coming after you. Um, <laughs> so we, 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 we know we know that for, for a fact. Yeah,
2: I really wonder what that dude is doing with his life now. Like, what what form has he found to troll? <laughs> now <Xbox>. I'm really <laughs> glad he doesn't know where I am Yeah, you said
1: Xbox.com. Yeah he's on the Xbox forums <laughs> Official
2: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah that's possible uh, that's I possible. feel for them if that's the case
0: <laughs> Oh absolutely Alright so As for what I have been playing um, There's only really one game That I did get a chance to spend some time with This weekend and I have to say that uh, I like uh, Some of the new direction that the series Is taking but this game has some issues, and that game of is is of course Dark Siders Three. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't didn't really get a chance to get into this series until uh, you know I think it was about a year or two after the first game came out. I know David Jagno had recommended I play this game, and so I have I have been playing the game. I've also been talking with him, you know, because I know he's also been playing the game. He actually reviewed the game. I still am planning to write up some thoughts on the game as well. But what I can say is. That I, I I do I am glad to see that it's back. I, I'm hoping that um, they're going to continue the series onward. I know that THQ Nordic did say they want to do uh, like another game in the series, but I guess it all depends on how well this one does. But then again, it may, that might might not be a factor because I know THQ Nordic they bought up a whole bunch of studios and they're working on a lot of different games. So um, we'll see. But the game. In and of itself, the hack and slash combat is is great. When you start to unlock the hollows in the game, that stuff is great. The only issue that I have with the game, and I don't really know if this is an issue specifically for consoles, is that there's a lot of glitches. Um, It's it's not quite as as polished. Uh, And when I did play it, I, I must admit that I played it a little bit earlier, so that was before there was a patch update, so I'm not sure if the patch... Fixed a whole bunch of that stuff because I haven't gone Back to it yet uh, this week But um, When I did play it I did notice that there were some Issues with that type Of of stuff and that was a little disappointing because It felt like it maybe needed a little bit More polish they could have pushed this out Plus also the fact that they Released it in November Where there was a whole bunch of other games that just Came out in October and Of course there was some stuff that also came out this month So I wish they had released it at another time Where it would get more attention But I understand they decided They need to get it done and finished So it's totally fine Um, But um I have to say the concept I I still am very curious To see where they take this serious next I like the fact that they had The seven deadly sins that you had to fight In the game I thought that was an excellent concept Although the executions not quite as good as it could have been Um I still, you know, I'm still looking forward to seeing what they do with this series moving forward. I am glad to see it back. Hopefully it does well enough to warrant some sequels, um, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. For, for now, though, I have to say a little disappointing, but still not as bad as some other stuff that I've played, so I have to give them a little bit of credit. <laughs>
2: yeah. I've, I've seen the reception to that game. has kind of been a little middling, basically. Fans of the series aren't super disappointed with it, but you know it was kind of underwhelming and that's unfortunate because people were really excited it's, it's not a series i've gotten into yet i own the first two and their remastered forms and i plan to play them but i haven't you know i won't be touching three probably for another year plus
0: oh yeah no i, I totally understand that um yeah the, the game is pretty lengthy too so it's going to take a little bit of time but it, it's worth checking out at least the first two the third one you know we'll we'll see we'll see to be determined yeah, so uh, I guess that pretty much concludes what we have been playing. Uh, hopefully I will have a lot more to talk about next week because uh, Mutant Year Zero, I can't wait to play that on Tuesday. That's that's what I'm looking forward to, Um, but we, we shall see. So uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right into the topics. Uh, in this first topic, I'm actually going to go over to you, Gary, since uh, I know you are a huge... Dragon Age fan, uh, you was one of the people that heavily defended Dragon Age Two, when a lot of us said that that game was complete garbage. So why don't you tell us? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, so so why don't you tell us, Gary? What's what wh- what is going on with Bioware teasing uh, a new Dragon Age?
1: Yeah, so the the, the talk of the town is that. <laughs> There's I, I miss Charles and his like funny expressions during the show. <laughs> it's, it's always hilarious. But yeah, um the talk of the town is that Bioware is going to tease the next Dragon Age game during the game awards. Um now there's mm-hmm. there's various things <laughs> there's various things to unpack there because first of all they should just focus on Anthem. Um like I don't think we should be seeing any new new game other than Anthem right now. Especially when they did such a bad job with Andromeda um, So yeah, they should just focus on selling us on that game But, you know, um, it, we've, we've been hearing that they've been working on this Dragon Age game for a while now uh, Maybe the past two years or so uh, Now, the state of Dragon Age at the moment Inquisition, was was it was just okay It was alright, you know it was, it was a good, average RPG It was alright Yeah Um. Dragon Age 2 and, you know, a lot of people did hate that game, but I, I thought story-wise it held up. Like, it was really good story-wise. Now, the gameplay was a bit questionable at parts, but I feel like this, it carried the story well and told it from another perspective. And I, I think it did a good job there carrying the story along. Now, the first game, you already know how I feel about the first game. It's is certified classic, in my opinion. Yeah, One of Bioware's best
2: uh, back, um, you agree oh yeah The, the yeah. and the crazy thing with me and Dragon Age is I didn't play it until I don't know if it was years but it was at least a year after the game came out uh, it may have been multiple years I, and I got you know I, I had the game closer to the launch I tried it and I was like uh, this isn't for me I like tried it twice um just the opening segments for a couple of different characters. And for some reason, I went back to it and Dragon Age blew my damn mind. like it I, I was I don't know what I was thinking the first time that I tried it, but I got through the intro sections and I could not get enough of that game. I never touched Dragon Age two crazy enough, but one just was outstanding, outstanding game. the expansions too. Like, it was super strong, uh, a lot of depth to it. I really hope they return to form with the next Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. But they need to chill out, though, because Anthem is yeah. coming. So, yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, my question was going to be like, what, like, in 2018/19? What do we expect from a Dragon Age game? What does it need to do? And can BioWare pull it off? Like you know, with where they're at now, um, so what, what do you think about that? Me? Yeah, yeah, you, um, Charles.
2: I really uh, this is this is anticlimactic as hell, but I don't know what to expect from Bioware, especially with Dragon Age. Um, Andromeda was. Yeah. I don't think Andromeda was as much as of a shit show as people were making it out to be. It had its issues <laughs> technically and narratively. The technical issues I think were overblown. The narrative issues were evident as hell and and I I like I remember someone was uh uh trying to defend the fact that none of the characters were memorable characters. And it was like, oh, but, you know, in Mass Effect 1, none of them are memorable. I'm like, yeah, yes, they were. Uh, if, I mean, <laughs> like, I, everybody, I loved everybody in the first game for the most part. Like, uh, I mean, Garrus Gar- out of the gate was a very awesome character to have. It didn't take two games yeah. for him to be a fan favorite, and but he did ascend even further in the second game. Um uh, but the uh, the other guy uh, uh, was Rex. Rex was in the first one.
1: Yeah, Rex is correct? awesome. Yeah, yeah
2: Rex yeah. was immediately a favorite. Like the writing for his character was some of the strongest period going throughout the whole series. So to come out with this very lukewarm uh, uh, experience in these very very tame and vanilla characters in the first outing and you're returning to Mass Effect doesn't make any kind of sense to me like you, you've you had three games before this just <laughs> Mass Effect never mind the fact that you've done countless other things but you had three games before this to create these new and fresh takes on different archetypes and you dropped the ball so I'm like Dragon Age Dragon Age has had three things before and not counting any kind of DLC that came out. You've created these wonderful worlds. you misstepped a little bit, but I think Dragon Age is more good by far than it ever was bad. And they still could misstep with this. They still could slip up. But uh, I'll say this is like a silver lining. I feel like Anthem is going to be a very uh, simple... Oh man, I don't want to say the wrong thing for this, but it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be Anthem is gonna be a game game you rotate not easy. No development is ever easy, right? But it's gonna be a simpler development rotation for something that I think they can maintain while building some other games, like a Dragon Age. So I think Dragon Age is gonna be the more robust and engaging title. Between that and Anthem.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, People that want a Bioware experience. I don't think they're getting it from Anthem. Anthem is going to be its own beast. And they've tried to. Phrase it that way. People are ignoring it. But they're saying that it's not going to be a typical Bioware thing. I think. I'm hoping that Dragon Age will be that. So. that's That's my take.
1: Yeah so I mean uh, before I get to Dragon Age real quick because me and you we played a lot of Destiny like you know back when that first came out and everything uh, and, and I, I, I didn't really take to Destiny too personally I don't know how you feel about it but do you think Anthem can fill that void that the first Destiny kind of left behind as that you know super grindy addictive online experience?
2: Do you think are, are you asking if I think Anthem will be a better destiny than that that you may be grabbed by
1: Yeah yeah basically like can it fill that void cuz I I feel like there's a void and and you know cuz Destiny introduced console gamers to something but then I feel like that void was then left like uh after the first mm-hmm. Destiny because Destiny 2 didn't fill it I think um so do you Got think it. Anthem is going to Occupy that space that the first Destiny left behind and and become That new pinnacle Online experience like For the super grindy You know um, Addictive online gameplay
2: No I don't think it will actually A couple reasons One They're not doing much as far as PvP goes And, And As as much as me and you have our Issues with with Destiny Destiny will Persist because of that PvP Not, not exclusively Because of the PvP but it's A large part of carrying the Experience on for a long time And Anthem's coming out of the gate without that And it doesn't seem like They have any kind of desire to Do it which I understand It's very different it's not a First person shooter for one Um, It's a third-person action game, and it seems like the world, uh, the spaces that you explore are going to be a lot more vast and expansive uh, than what you get in Destiny. So I think they'll get that part right. But I don't think it's going to fill that void. I don't think it's going... I don't believe Anthem is going to even be as popular as Destiny which is unfortunate because I want it to be but from what I've seen I don't think it's going to happen mm, okay. um, that's yeah I mean I, there's, I... there's so much of this game we haven't seen yet though like we don't even know what the, the formula the pacing the beat of this game is going to be uh, is it going to be just like alright hub jump into an instance come back fix a few things up um you know, is it going to be larger areas you can explore with dungeons and raid instances you can go into like we we don't know
1: yeah yeah I mean I, I pretty much agree I, I don't think it's gonna um, occupy that space that you know destiny left behind um, but I am interested I'm, I'm I'm sort of you know I'm semi-interested in seeing what anthem will do when it when it's released. Uh, because you know, even though Bioware has messed up recently, I still love what what they used to be about i 'm so in love with it that I want to see them succeed, and I want this to somehow turn out to be good so um I will be paying attention to that now, as for dragon age um uh a lot can be said like I really want it to do well, but with how Andromeda turned out. I'm, you know, I'm. I, it's hard for me to be positive and to be enthusiastic about it. Um, and, you know, there were times where, uh, when it, like, I replayed Dragon Age Origins so much that, at certain times, <laughs> I convinced myself that Dragon Age was better than Mass Effect. Like I convinced myself of that fact, even though I really love Mass Effect. But, um, you know, the the lore is just so deep in Dragon Age. And there's so much that can be expanded upon, and I just hope they do it justice. Um, and you know, I mean, they they kind of left they they left left us on a cliffhanger at the end of Inquisition with Flemeth taking over. Uh, uh, I forgot the dude's name. I think it's Sol- Solus or something. She took over his body. Um, I I want this. This next Dragon Age Needs to focus entirely on Flemeth's Mission and you know Morrigan and everything about that Because Flemeth has just been This mysterious figure Throughout the whole series And you know I I just want to see Where that's going if it's going To lead somewhere and you know um, I I feel like they need to blow That whole angle wide open While also delving further Into the lore of you know That universe so Hopefully that is the direction they're going to go in. Um, and I just hope that it doesn't end up like Inquisition. And gameplay-wise, I hope that they they design it so that all the side quests and all the side exploration actually means something. Because that was one of the biggest problems with Andromeda. It felt like they just packed it full of like fetch quests and just meaningless side quests that you just kind of you know you had like a a task list full of these meaningless tasks like missions and stuff that you had to complete and you had to do a lot of backtracking to complete them and everything like i hope they don't go that route like i i want if you're gonna do side quests you know don't feel the need to pack the game out with side quests just make them all mean something to the story like or to the world and to the lore. so i hope that that's the direction they're gonna go with it I hope it's more narrative driven and less gameplay focused, even though obviously we need good gameplay, but I I just want them to go back to their roots and just be completely, you know, narrative focused. And we don't need an online mode, so please don't, like, don't even do it. Like, we don't need it. Like, in Dragon Age Inquisition, I, I played the online for, like, five minutes. Like, that was all I needed to, <laughs> to play to know Yeah, I didn't that touch it, that at all. Yeah, it, it just wasn't good. So, if they can do that, then I'll have faith in them again. So, yeah, I mean, Rich, I know you've never particularly been very interested in the Dragon Age games. But what would this game need to do to, to sell you, to to draw you into it? You know, even if they promised that um, you know, newer players to the Dragon Age series would be able to jump in and understand what's going on, what would they need to do like, you know, to make you interested
0: at that point? Well well honestly, I, I think I'm already interested because I know that Casey Hudson is involved. Uh I, I don't believe that he was involved with uh Andromeda's uh development cycle at all. Um and I know that he has said that when they do release the next Dragon Age, they, they want they're focusing more on the character development and the storytelling. So, I think that right there has already gotten me interested in wh- whatever they they do next with them. Um, this particular game, um, mm-hmm. but 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 yeah, I mean, uh, I uh, the only thing I will tell them is yes, don't 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 make a Dragon Age two because I recall trying out the demo for that game. Uh, when they had the free demo, and man, I, it just, that was a bad experience. So, <laughs> I, you know, just uh, if they focus on, you know, telling great stories, and, you know, it's character-driven, similar to what we got with Mass Effect, I think that's good enough. Now, in terms of the gameplay mechanics, um, we'll have to see what they do, uh, as far as the RPG, because, I, I, you know, I didn't play uh, Inquisition, so I don't know if the gameplay in Inquisition was something that you guys liked. Um, but yeah, that's that you know, I, I, I'm 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 you know, anything that has to do with RPGs, leveling up the character, I, I like those I like those type of mechanics. But um yeah, for me it's about the story, it's about the characters because that's one of the strongest things I loved about Mass Effect that a lot of these characters you didn't want to see them die and even when some of them did meet their end, it's very uh, emotional and, and over the top so um yeah i definitely want to see that in whatever they do next with uh, dragon age
2: true that true that. and uh, shout out to michael brett as a friend of mine and i think a friend another friend of mine jeff is probably lurking as well but <laughs> on on what you said about the gameplay uh i actually wish dragon age is uh, Inquisition's gameplay was a lot better. I, I hope they overhaul that um mm. a good bit with the with the next title. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So
0: so so you said, so, so you you you, so you both would probably say the first game it just the gameplay was was, was ten times better.
1: Oh yeah, I mean instant classic. Yeah, it's like, it it definitely better. Amazing. Like I mean some people might go back and think it's dated now, but like if you're if you're into like, if you're into RPGs and customizing your characters and your party members and everything like that is how an RPG should be done. It's like the fundamentals of how an RPG should be done. So, yeah, classic. Okay, um, cool, cool. Inquisition, like it was, it, like gameplay wise, it was better than the second, but um. It it had its pitfalls as well. I think, uh, in terms of side quests and stuff, it sort of did what Andromeda did with packing it full of like, uh, unnecessary, yeah. But at least in that game, it was like, okay, you go to this area, and all of the side quests are going to be within this area, and you don't need to backtrack to other areas to complete them, kind of thing. Whereas in Andromeda, you had to like literally hop on your ship and go to go from one planet to another to complete quests and stuff like that like it was just ridiculous so
2: yeah plus yeah. Dragon Age Inquisition had the impact that you felt like you were building a kingdom building like an, an empire to a degree Yeah. so that kind of, that kind of helped with things uh, some of the more mundane t- tasks were easier to manage and, and to get into because you were building up something so yeah, yeah exactly
1: but yeah, I mean, that's, I guess that's pretty much it. So I look forward to seeing, you know, if they do announce something, I want to see what direction they're going in. And I just hope it's good. And, but back to you, Rich.
0: Oh, no. And I, I, yeah, so I, I agree. I, I just want to make a quick comment, too, in, in regards to Anthem. Uh, I know there was some news earlier today that there's actually going to be some type of beta next month uh, that's open to everybody. Uh, well, no, you have to actually register uh, on the website. They had a link, so uh, I have to get that information. But uh, I guess that we will get a chance to see more from Anthem sooner rather than later because I also have been wondering what to expect from this game. And uh, I think that EA definitely needs to show more because it's coming out in February. So hopefully we do get to see more stuff. Um, and then, of course, with the beta, we hopefully we get to participate in that also. So, we'll see. But yeah, let's.
1: Uh-oh. Oh, oh, technical difficulties. But yeah, camera
2: <laughs> Remember, I told no. you about the internet connection I have here. I told you before we started.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no. Hey, no. I, I thought I thought it was something on my end. So no, you're you're good. You're good.
1: Yeah. Apparently uh, we have we have two Charles here right now. So.
2: Yeah, the other one will go away soon. <laughs>
0: Okay, so um, the next topic, Gary, you, you you may have to remind me as to what is the next topic because you know I'm not looking. Oh, at
1: so the, it's uh... it's obsidian.
0: Oh Game yes, Awards. obsidian. There you go. There you go. See, I forgot about them, and you know I'm supposed to remember them because they are working with Microsoft now. So yeah, I have to <laughs> yeah I have to remember them. Um, but oh uh, yeah, so there is a uh, you know I don't know if this is a confirmed information. But Obsidian is also supposed to be, I guess, revealing their new game at the Game Awards next week. That is confirmed. um, Oh, oh, it is confirmed. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. So, so, okay. I I know um, I'm not really sure what to expect from this game. I wanted to get you guys' opinion on what you think um, we should look forward to and whether or not this is going to be – Uh, A Microsoft exclusive or if it's going to be On multiple consoles Because I believe uh, you didn't mention Charles it is going to be on multiple consoles Possibly Possibly
2: I'm like 70% 70 sure that It could Be on other consoles but Gary Did you want to start this off
1: Uh, Yeah I mean Ever since that announcement was made I mean we actually heard that this was in the works like this uh them being acquired by microsoft we heard that that was in the works before the the uh is it the xo13 event or something i think um yeah yep yeah so i mean when it was confirmed you know i was i was happy for them um and i'm glad that microsoft is kind of building up their their you know list of studios and everything i'm sure they're going to have a great you know next generation whenever that kicks off um but i'm i'm interested because you know we we were talking about bioware obsidian is one of those great rpg publishers as well uh, studios as well like they've done some great work like neverwinter nights and fallout new vegas and um uh what's south support what's, south Park. of truth yeah what's uh pillars of eternity pillars right of yeah yeah yeah, that was the one i was trying to remember yeah they've done some great work so you know uh xbox of course they need a lot of exclusive ips and obsidian is a great studio for them um and I'm, i really want to see what kind of game they're gonna put out and whether this game that's going to be announced is actually an xbox exclusive because that will be a big deal like if if they announce this game and it's some kind of epic rpg type thing that you know um, impresses everyone and they you know announced that it's exclusive to Xbox that's going to get a lot of eyeballs back on Xbox and you know that's what they need right now but you know as me and Charles were, were talking about it earlier Charles said there's a chance that this could have been uh, it, it could be something that has been worked on before the Microsoft deal so maybe there's a chance it will be multi-platform and if that's the case, I think that that will be kind of interesting, the fact that a Microsoft-owned studio is going to publish a multi-platform game. You know, I think that's an interesting storyline in itself, but I guess it is fair if this was in the works before, you know. So, I'm interested to see how that business is going to work out, um, and, you know, if it is going to be exclusive or if it's going to be third-party, I mean, uh, you know, across the board kind of thing, so... Um, and you know this this generation as well it's i think this generation has been the rise or well the resurface of the jrpgs and we haven't had too many outstanding western rpgs so it's going to be good to see you know companies like bioware and obsidian making a comeback and bringing back more western rpgs as well um so that's another reason i'm interested but any any more thoughts about that?
2: Oh, I've got plenty, good sir. Go um, I, I'm a huge fan of Obsidian stuff. I, I came into the Obsidian party late. I was not a Fallout fan, so I didn't try New Vegas. Um, um I didn't. I, I mean, I, I dabbled in Stick of Truth and everything, but Pillars of Eternity did it for me. Pillars of Eternity got me into the, the CRPG genre and had me going back to check out things like um, uh, Neverwinter Nights and um, um, uh, Planescape Torment and stuff like that uh, so, so I played Pillars of Eternity, loved it played Tyranny, absolutely loved it um, Pill- Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire, reviewed that for Shack News, loved it as well so I'm super excited for whatever they're going to put out. And I'm I w- if if Obsidian just continued to put out these top quality uh fantasy CRPGs, I'd never have a complaint. But my wheelhouse is more sci-fi than fantasy. I love both, but sci-fi if you get, if you hook me with some sci-fi stuff, I'm all the way there. And that's what this looks like. Um they've got like a couple ads uh, for Spacer's Choice and this other company called Auntie Cleo's as they gear up for the Game Awards thing and as you kind of mentioned before this is a deal that preceded the Microsoft deal from our perspective like the, the confusing parts about it is like okay so Private Division is publishing the game. Private Division is a uh, a, a spin-off of Take-Two, which is Rockstar Games' parent company for people that don't know, and they are... This is their indie label. They've published Kerbal Space Program, program for example, but they're the ones publishing this game. So I'm like, did Microsoft purchase the rights to all of this now? Like, with with them grabbing Obsidian is whatever this project... Like, it was it... Like a PC exclusive maybe. And now it's going to be PC and Xbox. Which would make sense with everything going on with Game Pass. Um, I don't know. Uh, I hope whatever it is comes out on PC. Because if it doesn't and it's only on Xbox. Whatever Xbox I got to buy. I'm, I'm going to buy it. Because I want every Obsidian game that comes out. Especially if Obsidian is doing sci-fi. Because I I, I truly trust that they're going to do a very good job with this. My expectation on what the type of game this is also is that it's going to be an isometric crpg type thing too but with sci-fi which is also incredible to me um i mean if it's not you know i'm I'm way left but that's just i think that they're very comfortable creating in that style they have it down they do a wonderful job with it and I, i i hope that's what we get with this but that's what i'm looking forward to the most uh from the game awards uh now and i really wish it would hurry up and get here because I want to know what this is
1: yeah and you know I I think you can rest assured that we will see on pc because even if it is xbox exclusive it's going to be on pc too because that's part of the microsoft initiative now like uh you know most of the xbox exclusive stuff is going to be on pc anyway so I think one way or another we're 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 cool on pc we're going to be able to play this game Uh, Whether it's Mm. exclusive or not But um from what you explained I think it would make sense that it's Not exclusive if this was You know if this is being published by someone else Because it's up to the publisher Ultimately what platforms The the game is going to come out on So if you're saying they have a deal With uh take two And you know their other label Then you know I guess it, It might be it might be uh You know on everything so Um but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still excited for Microsoft either way because Obsidian is a great, it's, they're a great snatch for any, you know, any console manufacturer. So,
2: oh, uh, yeah. kudos Mar- to them. Also, Mar- um, uh, Rich and for the other Zinks out in the world, um, Microsoft's acquisitions since E3 have been phenomenal. Every single one, especially Ninja Theory. Like mm-hmm. the fact that they got Ninja Theory and Obsidian... It's like they just, just holding out like a lure in front of my face. Like, Yo, come on, Charles. Whatever. Just come on and get whatever. I'm like, Oh whatever, cool. And then I find out Mutant Year Zero is on Game Pass. I'm like, all right, Microsoft, you got me. I'm 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 gonna have to budget for whatever Xbox puts out at this point. I'm not mad. You got me. I'm here. I'm glad that Xbox has turned the corner and they're doing things like this because and then I'll, I'll throw this out there Because I haven't had a space to talk about this But I think Part of it, Either it was part of the decision Or it helped the decision Along um, Sony avoiding E3 next year uh, While they have a lot of power And you know they have they, they, they control their own destiny for the most part I think it's a brilliant idea for them to do that Because Microsoft is kind of in a position to have like two, if not three, straight really strong e threes, and it kind of benefits Sony not to be there while that's happening.
1: Yeah, especially if they don't oh, have y'all. much to show, like because yeah, and I... they don't,
2: which is yeah, this good.
1: Oh no, no, you, Karen, sorry.
2: Oh no, I was just gonna say they they don't like, which isn't necessarily a problem. It's just. We know already what they have coming. You know, they're, yeah. they're big titles, they're out there. Yeah. Uh and they're exciting titles, but there's not so much for you to show, you know. Not exclusive. Like you can you can spend the time to show Final Fantasy remake. Um I wish you would show me Shinmu three. That'd be yeah. nice.
0: Oh yeah. That would be that'll be perfect.
2: But, you know, they they can sit this one out and let Microsoft have the have the um have the floor as they say
1: yeah and everything that sony's been putting out there suggests that they're entirely focused on the next playstation so if that's what they're kind of grinding towards now then you know maybe they're just not ready to talk about it yet so they'll they talk about it in their own time um you know when they when they announce the ps4 they set up a completely separate event for that so i expect them to do the same for the next mm-hmm. playstation when they're ready so you know we know what the PlayStation lineup is. You know, Death Stranding, Days Gone, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, you know, um, Ooh. Final Ooh. Fantasy Ooh. at some point. So we we know what yeah. the lineup is. So if there's nothing more for us to know yet, then I understand why, you know, they're not going to be at E3. But Microsoft, I feel like, like you said, they're ready to just have, like, straight fire, like, at every event from here on. Yeah. So.
2: twenty twenty twenty. Is probably going to be one of the greatest uh, E3 conferences ever. Like I'm already pointed at that because that gives these these newly acquired studios. It gives them a lot of time so they can actually start putting these projects together for Microsoft. That's true. And and I think 2020 is going to be, bam, blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster, and it's going to cover. So many different genres. That's another thing with these acquisitions. They cover such a wide swath of experiences. and that's what's been missing from Microsoft. Their 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 shooter experience is solid. Their racing experience is top tier, can't be touched. but everything else is falling off. We don't have a fr- a fantasy RPG like we had in fable anymore. But you know, and we don't like uh, what was that game? Quantum whatever and Sunset Overdrive.
0: Oh yeah, wonderful Quantum games.
2: Break. Yeah, Quantum Break. Wonderful games, but they just didn't have the fanfare for them, and they they mm-hmm. just kind of they kind of fizzled out. And those studios have gone on to do their other things. So to have these other st- studios now, whatever Microsoft game look. Game Pass already is the best value in gaming period right now. If they continue doing what they're doing, like it's it's gonna be absolutely stupid how much value that fifteen dollars a month is on the Xbox platform. Wait, is fifteen dollars? I think it's fifteen. If you do it month by month, I think it's fifteen. I think it might be cheaper oh, okay.
1: otherwise, but I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I, everything you're saying, I, I completely agree. And uh, Richard actually told me that he already booked his uh, Delta flight for for
2: 2020
0: E3. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I bet, right.
2: I bet, I, I, I better see you there, man. I'm sad that you weren't there last last time.
0: Yeah, well, well, I, you know, well, I um, I'll be, uh, yeah, yeah. Gary, Gary, Gary is the one that uh, he wasn't there last year. He, so yeah. I definitely will get to E3, but for now, I got to see if I can get to PAX, because I know PAX was going to be in uh, Austin, San Antonio. Uh
2: yeah. yeah, I'm I'm at every PAX South. I'm at every single one.
0: Yeah. I have I got, not I, missed I, one yet. I, I have got to get to that, because I actually just got an email about that uh, earlier today, so I got to register.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's nine ninety nine 99 a month for Game Pass.
0: Yeah, see? There you go. $10. So, can cannot beat that price you can't beat that
2: for all of the the games that you get access to like a you know untouchable
1: yeah that, that is that's great value I'm just waiting mm-hmm. for like the PC one and then I'm, I'm gonna probably gonna get that cause <laughs> they're coming out with the PC game pass so
2: well you know the game pass already works for PC yeah okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I uh, Sea of Thieves, Forza Horizon, Mutant Year Zero, all of that stuff works on PC. Like, there's only, I think Master Chief Collection is the only thing that does it
0: at this point.
1: Okay. Well, so well that's, only, that's the only, the only big thing. That's my Christmas sword right there.
0: So, so, yeah. what, so, so you know what? What I think, I think what Gary meant to say is, he, now that he knows this information, he can redeem that uh, Xbox. Well Fallout seventy six comes to Game Pass, then Gary will play it on PC. Since they sent him oh. an Xbox one version that he can't play, so
2: <laughs> Wait, you,
0: <laughs> why can't you?
2: Why why can't you play it?
1: No, they they sent me um, the Xbox version of Fallout seventy six on disc, and I don't have an Xbox, so
2: oh,
0: <laughs> that's all right. That's okay. It's, it's it's all it's all good.
1: I just have to hold that L.
0: Yeah. But uh, I did. I, so I I actually did want to ask a quick question before we move on to the next topic. So I know you've answered this question, Gary. I'm I'm curious to know what Charles's answer is. So now that you know Sony will not be at E3 next year, do you still think it will make sense to go to E3? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, absolutely.
2: Okay. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't even subscribe to this whole E3 dying and e3 is gonna go away and e3 is less relevant look the whole less relevant thing went out of the window when they opened up e3 to the public Mm -hmm. so they're going to make their money no matter who is there they're going to make their money okay so i see it as just another opportunity for lesser known games and publishers and developers to take up the space, the massive space that Sony took on the Mm -hmm. floor. So that gives me more awesome things to cover that I may not have even known about. So as a journalist, 100% I want to go to E3 next year. Um, As a gamer, you might be slightly less inclined. (laughs) Because Get, just as a gamer that doesn't really have to think about stuff like that from a journalist's perspective, that's fewer games that they know about that they, that they are consciously aware of that are going to be at the show floor. I think it still benefits them to go yeah, and experience whatever fills that space. And then, I mean, you're going to have a shit ton of other stuff anyway. Fortnite's going to have another place there. PUBG is going to have another place there. Nintendo Nintendo's going to have a space on the floor that is massive every mm-hmm. you know they don't do a conference but they have space the for Microsoft all of these companies that they're bringing in under their uh, umbrella they're going to be able to have more of a massive space i don't think this diminishes e3 at all sony is saving us the trouble of retreading over things we already know about mm-hmm. like would do would people be happier if sony showed up at e3 next year and was like all right uh here's the conference we got another open world clip of the zombie game <laughs> <laughs> days gone. we got yeah we got another we got another clip of days gone because you didn't know what you were getting with that game uh up until now uh we got <laughs> we got we we do have a lot to show for Ghost of tsushima we have nothing to show of death stranding that makes any kind of sense We got Spider Man DLC. (laughs) That's it. Like, I'm good. I'm I am so good on Sony not being there. I understand it it makes sense them not having a PlayStation experience. I think it would have made more sense for them to have a PlayStation experience and not have E3 than not have both. But uh I'm fine with both. Not, you know, especially since I don't have to travel for a PlayStation experience. I'm so yeah. glad I don't have to travel anymore for the rest of the year. But <laughs> I I'm I'm glad that they decided to pass on it because if you it look, the the stuff that they could have shown possibly would be non-exclusive things like Kingdom Hearts is gonna already be out by the time that happens. That's
0: true. Mm-hmm. The,
2: the Shinmu three, I don't yeah, know. December, <laughs> right? Like, what's I don't know what they're gonna show. Shinmu three, Final Fantasy remake looks like they're running a little behind. So it's like,
1: <laughs> yeah, like three years behind or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're running a little behind schedule. So like. Uh, you know, Sony can say that. That also another thing. E3 is expensive, man. Yeah. Like Sony obviously has the money. They have the largest install base. Period. Um, Between like Microsoft and and Sony and, you know, spending all of that money to read, you know, cover things that were already announced. It's cool. And then it gives me hope that whatever they have planned next is going to be even bigger because they're going out on a big note Ghost of Tsushima I have a feeling is going to be an incredible game for them to wrap up this Mm -hmm. console generation with as an exclusive because I think we'll get Final Fantasy remake after that but wrap it up with that and, and come out of the gate strong with the PS5 but also make sure the PS5 is backwards compatible because we can't deal with that bullshit anymore like we're we we are way beyond this whole no backwards compatible nonsense PlayStation Now bullshit. Like, no, we 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 not we not buying that this time. Like, if Sony did that, it would about a, is be it would about be as big as a mistake as Xbox's e, uh, the, the Xbox One uh, E three conference that they first had. Oh yeah, Do you remember? Yeah. You remember how much of a shit show that was? That's how that would be. PlayStation was like no backwards compatibility. Nah, bro, we're not buying that. <laughs> not, not, not in twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, whenever they announce it. Do you think that
1: Last of Us Two will be a, a cross generation game? Like it will release, you know, between both consoles, kind of thing. Like when PS Five is out.
2: I think so it, because. the closer we get to days gone coming out or just as the rollout continued for days gone i was like uh sony's probably going to want to avoid releasing their game around the time days gone comes out because they they're very different but they are similar enough that you know that will undercut the last of us experience so i think what days gone comes out same day as
0: anthem actually oh no they 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 actually changed that release date to avoid anthem so i think it's coming out in april now the end of april Man.
2: they should move back don't nobody need to be worried about <laughs> 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 but they're, so they're coming out in april um i think the last of us but in the order of things that were announced Last of Us should come out b- before Ghost of Tsushima but I don't know if it will honestly yeah, it, I, it could come out it afterwards yet. that could be I, I do think I do think it, it could be uh, in between uh, consoles um, it'll probably be just like the first Last of Us where you get the Last of Us remaster on, on yeah. the PS4 um
1: I, I think i'm fine with that we we gonna, know we're getting to the end i think it's gonna be like you buy it once but you can play it on both consoles like so you you can play it on oh yeah yeah yeah. Console.
2: Oh. yeah yeah that's that's what i was saying the whole backwards compatibility thing like no more of the remaster of a game that came out a few months ago thing no yeah. none of that
1: yeah i, I think that's all they'll do it
0: yeah definitely and, and don't 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 be fooled by what Gary says. You know, he mentioned you you mentioned all these fantastic titles, but we all know that the game Gary's looking forward to most, uh, dreams. I know he can't wait for a release date for that because uh... you're dreaming right now, right? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. But yeah, no, the, yeah. But that, that—that was a very good explanation. I, yeah, I wanted to get your opinion on that because I know we didn't talk about this stuff when it went down with the Sony cancellation. So, those are some very good, very good thoughts. Yes. So, uh, anything else you, you want to add, Gary? Before we move on to the next topic.
1: No that that was a pretty good uh, discussion for that. So we
0: can we can end it there. Okay. So um, next up. I know we received news a few days ago that uh, Nintendo is actually getting rid of the Nintendo Creators Program and changing guidelines to uh, help people monetize their games more on YouTube. So I guess I wanted to get some, some quick thoughts on that. Um, how about you go first, Gary? Because I believe you had something you wanted to say on this. Yeah,
1: I mean, I always thought this program was a little unfair to creators, Um you know, I I always side with the creators in these kind of, uh, you know, situations, and I think it was kind of selfish for Nintendo to try and control what the creators could, you know, cover and talk about, um, and, you know, it just kind of came across as a little, like, stuck up, like, oh, you know, we if, if you guys are going to be talking about our games we want a piece of it and we want to control who gets to talk about it and you know i just i just i didn't like that whole approach um and i'm not sure on the reasons why this is shutting down but my guess is that it wasn't successful um and it was probably too much of a headache for them to to try and manage this because i'm sure there's plenty people out there who Wanted to cover Nintendo stuff So there was probably a lot of like Micromanaging that had to be done Um So yeah I mean You can't This is what happens when you try and control You know the the free market Like people should be free to create the content They want that's what YouTube is all about Um and you know I I just felt like it was very Distasteful for Nintendo to, To try and come in and control that And try to like Profit from it and everything Like People would people genuinely want to Just talk about Nintendo to support Them and you know um, Like uh, Demonstrate their games to, to people, to other people Who might then go and buy These games, you know, like people were Trying to legit help them And they were just trying to capitalise On it and try and control Things, so I wasn't a big fan of it And I'm actually glad to see it shut down because, you know, maybe this will put more control back into the creators and maybe people can actually start to cover Nintendo a little more. But uh, maybe you guys have a bit more official insight on what actually happened. So go ahead. Uh,
2: I don't have any more like official insight. I I saw the guidelines, the new guidelines for it. But just my ultimate takeaway is like, I'm not giving Nintendo any cookies for this. No, no brownie points, no nothing. This is them doing something that should have been the policy from Jump Street. Um, I, I understand that Nintendo has kind of a uh, um, a tendency to try to control the message with a lot of their content, which I understand. It is a legendary company with legendary franchises and stuff, but you get, trying to control that is tough in this digital age especially in this live streaming age and social media age, trying to control that message. I think it ends up doing more harm than good. So opening things up a bit more now, um, there's going to be some organic, you know, promotion that comes with this process of being more open with people want to cover Nintendo things uh, more often. Um, and I, I think it's good, but it should have been what the policy was from jump street. Is the best way I can frame it up.
0: I agree. And uh sorry about that. A bit of a technical uh hiccup on my side.
2: Oh good. <laughs> I just thought my internet went out again.
0: Oh no, oh no, you're fine, you're <laughs> fine. I just gotta make sure my my uh I don't I don't encounter any issues. <laughs> but um But yeah, I I pretty much agree with what you both said. Uh, They they definitely should have had, you know, not had such these extreme policies in the beginning because everybody wants to talk about their games more freely and help them as a whole. Um, So I'm glad that they have now relaxed with some of the guidelines. Um, I'm I'm curious to see how many people are now going to start to stream and talk about more Nintendo games. Uh, I, d- I do. I do find it very interesting the timing of this news because we all know that next week Smash Brothers is coming out. So
1: good timing.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: when is the Pokemon game out? Is that out already, or yeah, yeah that's, that's already out. out. Oh, okay. Cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary, you actually was supposed to but was supposed to pick up a switch for that game. So very disappointing. To know that you didn't do that
1: I haven't heard anything about it Like, I I don't even know if people have been liking it or not I need to I need to see what the streets are saying About Pokemon
0: Yeah you definitely gotta look into that (laughs) (laughs) But yeah Overall just glad that uh, Nintendo was making these changes Uh, You know I I unfortunately Don't play really any Switch games So it won't impact me directly But um, for those that it does Impact yes you know, this, I guess this this is good news for all of you. So, <laughs> Definitely. all right. So, any final thoughts before we move on to the next topic? No, that's it. Not... All right, Gary. So, I believe I'm going to give you the floor now. As uh, well, uh, I believe
1: be- before we get to that, though, real quick, yes. I just wanted to touch on Daredevil being canceled.
0: Oh yeah, you see, because yeah, see, you, you have you have the itinerary in front of you. I, I don't have it, so yeah. So glad you did mention this.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> you know, I mean, we do have an entertainment show that's coming up this weekend. So make sure you guys check that out if you want to, uh, you know, hear a more in-depth discussion about this. But you know, um, the Daredevil news just broke, and I, you know, I wanted to share some thoughts on it. Um. Now, obviously. Luke Cage and uh, Iron Fist Was already cancelled Yep You know um, the the question was Whether they were going to cancel Those two that keep Daredevil Jessica Jones and Punisher I guess we have our answer now Because Daredevil was clearly The best one out of all of these uh, Marvel Netflix shows um, mm-hmm. So the fact that they're canceling Deadpool means that they have a bigger plan here. So I guess it's either the Disney service that's coming, like they they want to do some things on there, or maybe they want to put Daredevil in the movies or something. Like maybe they want to bring him to MCU or you know I don't know. But I, I think it's a wrap for all of these shows. You know we we have the Punisher coming. I'm pretty sure that's probably going to be the last one of that. Like. It's probably gonna, yeah, that that's kind of cool Jessica Jones <laughs> my man Charles
2: <laughs>
1: Charles got the Daredevil head style <laughs> right now <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I just wanted to say rest in peace Daredevil <laughs>
1: you're, you're more the Luke Cage type I think you should have gone
2: I wasn't so sad that Luke Cage went away even though the last season was uh Solid, it has some redeeming qualities, and it ended on a note I was kind of curious about, even though I don't know if y'all watched it. oh yeah, some of the I stuff that happened it. at the yeah, some of the stuff that happened at the end of that season didn't make shit worth of sense. <laughs> um, especially yep. as far as Luke Cage's attitudes towards people didn't make any kind of sense. But uh Daredevil was easily the best series out of the Marvel shows. And the last season is one of the best seasons out of all of them, so it's really stupid and frustrating that you know it, it go it didn't go out with a fizzle. You know what I'm saying? Like it had an incredibly good season, better than the second season. Um, could be argued that it's better than the first, but I'm not gonna make that argument. Hmm. Um, and it's gone now, and you know Iron Fist. Iron Fist had a wonderful season before it got canceled. Not wonderful. It had a much better season than than the first when it got canceled, even though that's not saying much. The first season is easily one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> but it's it's I feel like the writing was on the wall before any of this stuff got done. So I don't know. From from my experience with this, from my perspective, with these deals and these contracts, I, a lot of people feel like, you know, they're going to go straight to the Disney program. That's not really how a lot of this works. Um, I hope that something has happened. I hope that I, what I'm hoping is this I'm hoping when the ink was getting, you know, written up for these Netflix shows way back before it happened, I hope that. Disney already knew that they were planning to have a series or their own streaming service. And that part of the conversation was eventually bringing them on. If Netflix relinquished them, I hope that that was the case because then we could probably retain some of the stories that have been put in place and some of the, the actors that I think are wonderful in their roles, even though a few of them definitely can change and I would not be mad whatsoever. Um, but I hope that the, the the core groups not even all of the core groups. I hope that the core Daredevil team can stay. Um at at the least that that I love the supporting cast and Jessica Jones, but they could change that around a little bit too. Um Luke Cage my favorite character from that series is I'm I'm over that. And Iron Fist you can just erase that whole shit and I I won't care whatsoever whatsoever. (laughs) but I hope they can keep Charlie Cox and Daredevil and and keep going because I was hoping that Netflix would just keep oh and keep Punisher too because he's perfect as Frank Castle Mm -hmm. absolutely perfect and I was hoping that they would just keep going with you know Daredevil and Punisher just have them going Jessica Jones has a third season Uh, and for the people that kinda don't understand why Punisher and Jessica Jones haven't been canceled is because they're already filming. So either Jessica Jones for sure is already filming and I would assume that the Punisher contracts were already done. So it's like there's an obligation to finish those. I don't think this is a sign that they believe Punisher and Jessica Jones are the more profitable and, and, and <laughs> beneficial to them. It's just that this is just how it goes. The the process has to go through. They've already invested the money. So I guess if they were to drop them now, they'd have to pay all these actors and these writers and everything what they owe them and just not have a show. So what they're going to do is we're going to have this show. As soon as that shit's over with, we cancel them. Both of these. I I don't think it's going to matter how well (laughs) they do. They could be the most viewed out of all of them. But they're gonna get cancelled at the end of this And I just hope that there's a plan to continue A lot of these stories because it's very sad Yeah Yeah like um,
1: Richard actually sent me a text today Like there was one of the writers uh, On Daredevil (laughs) You know he was talking about how They wrote amazing stuff For season 4 of Daredevil And now they have the news that that's completely Scrapped and it's not gonna be used Like, So he was quite disturbed about that So you know it's kind of sad when situations like this happen, but you know Disney has their vision, and you know I'm sure they um, well, they're, they're going to see it through. I I, I believe we will see these characters again in some capacity. So
2: yeah, well, and I hope, the, I hope the scripts get used too. That they had at least for Daredevil, I hope they get used.
0: <laughs> well, well, well. One one thing I did want to I did want to say is. What I, I found interesting about this news yesterday when they announced it is that they said that the Daredevil character will continue to live on. They did not say that for Iron Fist or Luke Cage. But yet did when it you did. Go, they, did, they oh, did. Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah. They, okay. yeah. They, they, said, they
2: said the characters will live on in other properties.
0: Oh, OK. OK, cool. OK. All right. Because then I know I saw it on Twitter. They all had the images. Like, when they canceled Iron Fist, there was an image to talk about, you know, it wasn't over. The same thing for Luke Cage. And then I saw yesterday they had an image for a Punisher. I mean, it's a uh, daredevil. Just saying that it wasn't over. The story continues. So, yeah, I I think they will find a way to bring some of these actors and actresses back to reprise the roles. The Mm -hmm. question I have, though, is because this is going to be, well, if the show... Was to make a return or in some way Be changed for the Disney Plus service Now do you guys think that that means That the, some of the violence of the show Will be toned down because This is the Disney service or is Would it remain similar, the same As it was on Netflix
2: You know I've never Thought about that but that is a wonderful question And <laughs> my, my Thought process is that it would be toned down And that sucks because Punisher and Daredevil ain't ain't for play play. Yeah. Yep. So that's true. Shoot Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones ain't for play play either. Like Oh man. It, this is not good.
0: It's it's
2: just you just squashed my little
0: hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Hey, hey, I I d I, hey, hey, I, I, I didn't I I d I didn't, 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 didn't want to do that, but I, I did uh I did I did think about that. Immediately.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I remember when they acquired around that time um they were asked like if they would be open to doing an m-rated like uh deadpool and everything like that and they said they would be open to it but it's likely that it would be a separate thing from the main mcu or whatever so i mean you know maybe they are open to do to doing um you know mature stuff but i don't know if it's you know i, I don't know how serious they are about it and i i think that they would probably Promote these as M-rated But it would It like It would be seriously turned down Like they would kind of hide it Like there would be like one scene where it's bloody And the rest of it is just like
0: PG-13 kind of thing So <laughs> I think they, they but, would
1: probably do something like that
0: I mean I, I know that they are releasing A PG-13 version of Deadpool I think yeah, the, the, the Next month Oh really? Yeah who wants but, to see but that? It, it, I, th- I guess they have altered it to make it sort of for the holidays, and they have uh, Fred Savage from The Wonder Years also in it, so uh, I'm not really sure what to expect from that, but um, yeah. cash.
1: Wait, Lots wait. of money. <laughs> how, like, yeah. I don't even understand how they can do that, Like because he's dropping air bombs like every other... <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: It's gonna be interesting, bro. It's gonna be real interesting to see how they put that together. I'm not spending the money to go see it. But I'll, I'll look and see what people say about it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, like Disney, you gotta be more open-minded,
0: man. For real. Uh oh. Uh oh. Mm-hmm.
2: Well,
0: we'll see. But hey, don't don't you know? Ignore what I said about the uh, the violence. Maybe, maybe they will. Uh, Too late. Maybe... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, the, the fighting sequences in Daredevil, like that fighting sequence in, in the last season, episode four, and I saw the reaction to that online. I was like, yeah, this is because uh, I mean, the fights were just so engaging. You see, Matt Murdock is in a fight, and, and you actually fear for the character's life when he's in these fights because you know he he also get beat up a little bit. So, it's mm-hmm. um, good fight us, man. Yes, yes. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay so Any any final thoughts on Daredevil Before we move on to the next topic
2: Rest in peace <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Rest in peace
1: Marvel Netflix but, um, I want to shout out to Dana Abercrombie Make sure you guys listen to the movie cast This weekend to hear more about this Because I'm sure she has some insights too
0: yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Make sure you check out the the show because she's also seen uh, Aquaman and Spider Man into the Spider Verse. So
2: nice, nice.
0: I have I have no idea what she thinks of. I, I heard she said Aquaman. She had a lot of complaints, and then I also heard that Tony Polanco thought it was good. So I got to hear what they both got to say about this this uh this particular uh movie. But yeah, stay tuned on that uh, Sunday for sure. <laughs> Word. Uh, all right, Gary. So the floor is now gonna be yours for this uh, next topic.
1: Cool. yeah, so throughout the whole of November, <laughs> we've been doing our anniversary shows and we've been bringing back people from the past. and we've asked everyone to share you know their best memories with the coalition, you know whether it's a memory from e three or you know something uh, that relates to another member of. The coalition, like an experience you might have had With someone outside of gaming You know, from the coalition Or, you know, just One of those days we were on Skype And, you know, we were engaged in some Crazy conversation or whatever Like, just give us some of your best memories Your best moments working with the coalition So, you know, this week we've got Charles, so I'm gonna You know, pass it straight over to To Mr. Charles Singletary And let him share. So
2: there are there are a crap ton of wonderful moments to tap into, but number one is easy for me and that is my first e three which was e 15. 2015. yes twenty fifteen um I, you know, I already had the dream that I always wanted to go to E3 one. So, dream accomplished thanks to Rich and, and Gary and the coalition team. So, that was massive for me. Plus, I had engaged with all of you, but never actually met you in person. So, that was huge. Um, that not only was that my first E3. And the first time meeting all of you, which I still have relationships wow, with I, all of those I people. I wasn't actually there that year. Not you. Not you. Yeah. Not you. Which f you for missing that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that was also the year that Final Fantasy Remake and Shinmue yeah, yeah, Three yeah. and the Last Guardian were all announced. Yeah, I, I'm yeah.
1: I felt like crap when I missed that.
0: And, and, yeah. and, 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 and just just to be fair, I also missed that year. I believe so. So also, uh, uh, you know, you got you got to say the same thing to me.
2: <laughs> Wait, you? No, no, no! You didn't miss that year.
0: Oh yeah, I did, did miss that year. Oh yeah, that was the year. Uh, yeah, that, did that you, was that, You, that you put
2: out last minute.
0: Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I had to because I had just started this 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 job. Um, okay, so, yeah, that's right.
2: So yeah. I met you at a different event, and then met you and Gary at the same time.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's what it was. So,
2: so I know I, I met Tony there. And Stephanie and JJ and Tatiana. And David too, and I pa- think. Yeah. And David. And yeah. Austin. And Austin. Yep. That is correct. <laughs> I've, I've run into Austin a few times since then too at other events. So um, he always just pops up out of nowhere. I never yeah. see him coming <laughs> from off in the distance, like over the horizon or down in a line somewhere. I just turn around and he's like, What's up, man? And I'm like, What the <laughs> <laughs> Where did <he> even come <laughs> like this, it might not even be a gaming event. He's just there, just <laughs> not not carrying anything. He's just like got his nice clothes on. He's just there. He's just always cool, calm, collected, just there. But met all of them. I also met, um, uh, Yu Suzuki, the creator of Shenmue, oh, my yeah. my favorite game ever which that was nuts because I thought Tony was trolling me. It was Manny. I thought Manny was trolling me because we were just, we walked out of the uh, Sony conference and Manny was like, I, I said something about meeting him. And Manny said he just walked right by you. And I was like, what the fuck? What? What? What, are you, what are you talking about? And I really, it took me a long time to understand that he wasn't joking. He actually had just walked by me and I went and got a picture with him. So that was incredible. Um, but the biggest thing about that first year was meeting all of you except for Rich and Gary. Uh but I did eventually meet you all, and meeting all of you has been the best parts because no joke, every event that I go to, seeing y'all is like one of the highlights of it. Because like there there are other people that you know I've built up relationships with and I come across them all the time. But it feels like home. When I see another coalition uh, Or former coalition person There Um, Like I don't get to see you You two very often but I run into David all the time Uh, Tatiana is At everything that I go to uh, Pretty much You know what I'm saying and like it's it's, it's like I'm there And I'm there to work and I'm like alright I gotta have this mindset I gotta go network And blah 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 and then bam I see one of you And Tony I see Tony at everything too And I see one of you and I'm like Man I can calm down I can relax these are my people And It's, it's always wonderful um, it's, a, it's like an anchor For every event uh, And I wish that you two could come to more of them
0: well, Gary well. needs to move over here
2: Oh, I don't know why he's playing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Kyra, yeah, really yeah Ga, Ga, Gary absolutely, absolutely should do that. Um, yeah, no. Hey, I yeah, I, I just was gonna say yeah. We we uh we definitely appreciate that because yeah, I feel the same way every time I see you guys. Yeah, it's it's like a family reunion, and you know I know with e sure. three especially, that's something that really only we go to once a year. I know mm-hmm. Gary can't go to every other show because he's in the UK, but uh. Yeah, that that is that that is always a special. Like I agree one hundred percent with you. It's always a highlight, and I, I can say that I will be at more shows because I was at GDC this year. I was at E three, but I will try to you know get to more stuff this upcoming year for sure. You better uh, man, you better. Get, 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 Gary is the one though that uh, you re- really have to because because Gary, I thought he was going to be at E three this year, and then he said, "No man, I can't do it." So. That 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 was a gut punch to get to receive that news, and then but but he did go to Overwatch, the Overwatch final. Of course, he up. went
1: to
2: Overwatch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: you got to thank Tatiana for that one. She pulled me out. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully, uh, you know, because I know uh, Overwatch will be going on in LA around the time of E3, so hopefully, I can come out there and do both things as well um you know next year so and i'll see you guys then hopefully but we'll see how it goes
2: keep me posted i don't really have a reason to go to any overwatch events because ozzy uh one of our guys he's like the big he he does a lot of the blizzard coverage so but whenever y'all make a trip out to something just let me know rich you need to come to pax
0: out man yeah, yeah, I, I saw that email today, so and they that was the second email they sent to remind me, hey, we're gonna stop doing this passes on December 14th. So yeah, I got to register for that ASAP.
2: Yeah, um, as yeah, so, yeah. soon as we finish up the date.
0: Yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
2: not it's not too much of a long process, but like so like to expound upon the 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 other things. Every like I don't even know if y'all remember this, but and uh, and a lot of the viewers probably don't know this as well, but the coalition published my first gaming related article on a mm-hmm. website that I didn't have any kind of affiliation with at all, um, and that was the the gaming and hip hop uh, hip hop using gaming samples article. That was the first piece that I ever had published. I thought that shit was the most amazing shit in the world. I was over the moon. I could not fucking believe it, <laughs> and. And it blows my mind that like from there, I ended up working with y'all and just like a lot of my relationships in the gaming industry all started right there from that moment. And spiderweb out like everything that um, everything that I have access to now or people that I converse with now, it all traces back to that point like that is legitimately where it started matter of fact my favorite pr relationship that i have is directly from working at coalition because like it was uh and you rich you probably remember this because i kept telling you about it but i went to i think it was e3 and tom from evolve oh yeah oh yeah yeah like he saw the coalition (laughs) on my name tag i had never met tom before in my life and he saw that and he was like oh man i love the coalition crew and rich he was asking if you were there and all that stuff and i can i keep you know I, I see these people i talk to these people still to this day some of the people that i have the best relationships with um in my role now is through evolve uh pr and tom of course so um as a matter of fact tom was trying to pull strings for me when the whole cyberpunk Fiasco went down because of some scheduling stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, he actually he spotted me in the crowd and was talking to me. Then he actually like remembered me. So like, yeah, just just the best parts of this it all come from starting a coalition. I I can only imagine what it would have been like starting elsewhere, and you know, fizzling out maybe and just stopping. I mean, shit. Me and David worked on a site that lasted all of a month together. Uh, <laughs> like that, I wish I would have come onto the episode to to screw with him about the, the, that. But that was an entertaining, <laughs> entertaining experience. Like I've I've got to experience some epic failures with coalition people too, as much as the successes. So yeah, that the 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 meetings at E3, meeting you all, actually spending time with you all, and the times that I've been able to do so since are my favorite experiences and my favorite moments, by far. Not even close to anything else. Awesome, that's well said,
1: man. And, you know, you're you're like one of the great case studies from Coalition's history. Like, you know, people have moved on to do great things. You know, of course, you're with Shaq News now, and you've done a ton of freelancing at other sites. Um, so, you know, you're, you're one of the the, the the best success stories out there. You, David... You know a few other guys tony you know um so people who have been with the coalition have gone on to do amazing things and you're one of those people and you did a lot of great work during the time you were here too you know you had nights of the turntable uh which was a very respected hip-hop podcast at the time you know and now oh, that needs to
2: come back you, you know what's <laughs> funny
1: like Hip hop podcasting is blown up in a big way now, and you know yeah, you were like man. One yeah. <laughs> of the first to
2: do it. So. Crazy! Oh, we should have stuck with that, but it's hard to manage so many different things, man.
1: Yeah, I mean that, that's that's the thing we go through, you know, doing this. Like, there's there's only so many hours in the day, and uh, we have so so much vision, so many things we want to do. But um yeah, like I mean, one of the mem well, a few of the memories I have of you being with us. Uh, definitely, I think this was last my last E3 I went to, which was 2017, when we all went and had lunch together. Um, I believe this was after the expo, the day after the expo finished, and a uh, few of you guys had to fly out later that day or drive drive wherever you were driving to. I'm not sure, but you know, we all got together and we had lunch together. At, I believe it was like a Chinese or Thai or something mm-hmm. like that.
2: It was uh, it was it was both. I think I think it was a mixture of both.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. And you know, I think it was it was me, it was you, it was Max, uh, David, JJ, Rich. You know, I think it was all of us. Uh, we went and we had lunch, and that was just amazing. Like just having all those people from the coalition, you know, there together. Even though some of you were at E3 representing, you know, other companies. Uh, I believe Nash was there too. I can't remember think so mm-hmm. um yeah so oh, i, I get, get to see, see Nash
2: pretty often too
1: yeah I, I actually saw him at the overwatch thing so that's cool too like i, I get to see like you know other people who are because nash is someone i've probably only met like I, I think that was the only year i met him that year i met you um so seeing him okay. at the, seeing him at the overwatch thing was a big deal because i you know outside of e3 i never got to spend a lot of time with him or talk to him much, so I got to see him at E3, and that was cool. I mean, at at Overwatch, sorry, and that was cool. But yeah, like, that moment when we had lunch was, you know, it was definitely one of those special Coalition moments, like, you know, just all those people connected, all of us there for the same reason, you know. Um, So that was one of those cool moments. And also, I have to shout out that Versus you did with Other Zinc, because when that went <laughs> you have to, you have to understand when that went down i was suffering in hospital like at the time i was in hospital um you know in pain i was dosed up on morphine you know because of my sickle cell pains and everything but i listened to that podcast it went on for like three hours and you know it was just like it was it took my mind off of the pain and everything so that was like you know special to me like just to to hear you guys going at it over over your views about you know xbox and playstation and all this stuff like it was very you know it was very cool like and that's that's one thing i love like when people are so passionate about this that you know they just go head to head they'll have debates they'll have discussions, you know, that long-form content that that kind of defined uh, the coalition, like, I, I love it like, you know, and that's what I miss when a lot of the, the people from the past move on and everything um, but yeah, that was definitely a great moment uh, and yeah, Nights of the Turntable, there was some great episodes of that that I remember, be- remember being a part of so yeah, and I was like the residential old head who, you know, only listened to, <laughs> to boom bap rap and stuff. And also the Fifty Cent stand. <laughs> yeah, the Fifty Cent stand. You know, so. <laughs> so that was always fun. But yeah, those are some of the, the memories I have of working with Charles as well. So
2: yeah. I I didn't know that you were in the hospital uh, at the time that we were recording that complete fucking. Clusterfuck of an episode of versus, but I'm I'm glad that you that you you had that to take your mind off things for sure, man. Like yeah. that that means a lot because that oh that episode was nuts. Boy. I'm sure a lot I'm sure that <laughs> took a lot of people's minds off a lot of things because that was just
1: stupid. That, that was entertaining. I got, I got to dig up that episode <laughs> and repost it or something. Like,
2: <laughs> like that yeah i need to go back and watch that i want to see how much i've changed <laughs> since then. <laughs> but no, i appreciate the con words man it's i i hope that you know the meetings that we've had are not the last i, I hope another thing i, I thought about it earlier i wanted to throw out there i always felt bad uh when i was at events um, after I would left uh, Coalition, because the people that I'd be working with, whatever establishment I'm with, I'd be ducking them to go hang out with Coalition people every single time. No matter who that person was, like if it was just Nash, I actually had Nash tagging along with groups. I would ditch people to go hang out with um with Tony every single time. Like I think I've hung out with Tony at that little Smash Burger. Um, next to the convention center like every time that we've gone at this point but just I always felt bad because I'm like "Uh, I'm here with y'all and this is cool but I'm gonna go hang out with the coalition people because that's Mm -hmm. my family every single time man, and and that's gonna be the case going forward even if you might you know if if somebody throws a tantrum outside of a Ubisoft event even if that happens you know what I'm saying I don't know if uh, Rich, you don't remember that. Oh, oh uh, <laughs> I,
0: I, I, I didn't hear the story. That, 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 that was the year that I wasn't there. Actually, that, that's the year I wasn't there. No, I, I heard the story. Oh, yeah.
2: But no, Rich, you were there.
0: Wasn't that? You were history? because it was
2: you. It was me and you. We are the ones that got in.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Okay, yes.
2: So yeah. that was, that had to be the second time that I went to E3
0: then
1: 2016
2: Yeah
0: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, or, I don't or remember after I don't, I don't, I'm not sure I remember what game was shown But, uh, okay, yeah, I think I do remember this incident
2: Yeah, because you got in before I did I came in with you and we left Because it wasn't really, it was for honor as Oh a yeah, yep, yep,
0: yeah, yeah, that's it Yeah, you're right, you're right about that, yeah
2: yeah, I mean, you, you you were, were definitely enemies. there. I, I I knew I went crazy. I was like, I know Rich was there. I knew Gary wasn't, but uh, yeah, Rich, you were there. <laughs> yeah,
0: but yeah, you I, know, do, I do remember that now.
2: Yeah, things happen. Tantrums, tantrums are thrown. People get upset, <laughs> but I'm always gonna hang out with my, with my coalition peeps. Every event that I go to, every chance I get, man. Yeah, and that's another
1: thing. It's like we we all have a special brotherhood. So it's like even if we all move on and do other things, like whenever we reconnect, you know, it's it's always going to be that same energy, and that, that's what's mm-hmm. cool. That's what's cool about it. Yep.
2: yep. Sh- I- Shout out, hip hop gamer, too, because I met him through y'all, and I see him at everything i've i've <laughs> peaked with him um what you, you uh, a,
1: a te- me- texas event or something right together
2: yeah yeah dallas texas for we i'm ducking bomb threats with hip-hop gamer
1: <laughs> like yeah that oh man shut that, down or something i remember that
2: yeah the two bomb threats put that one down and i was hanging out with him all the whole time so uh, shout out to him as well i see him at everything he's been a pack you know, I, I always look for it's the same situation. You know, he he's just always there, and I can hear him before I see him. That's <laughs> <Definitely. laughs> <laughs> how it is. It's <laughs> like I was like, oh, he pops here. We're good to go.
1: Yeah, man. But yeah, we we appreciate you coming back and you know sharing some of these memories and stories, and you know just chopping it up with us again.
2: Hey man, thank you for having me. It's the, a blast.
1: The fans, the listeners ha- haven't forgot about you. Like we we get asked about you frequently, so it's very cool to have you back on. I
2: I will try to once I move. It's going to be a lot easier to do it. I, I consider it a declaration that I'm going to make an effort to make more appearances going forward. Um, I'll definitely have more of an opportunity to do so. And I appreciate everybody. Being so kind and, and asking for me to come back, and thank y'all for having me. Thank y'all for doing this whole anniversary series. As a matter of fact, oh yeah, man, we had to do it. Ten years, it's an important milestone.
0: So. Oh, yeah. yeah,
2: it's, it's freaking crazy, man.
0: <laughs> I agree. I think yes, definitely. Thank you for coming on, and we definitely look forward. We, yeah, we, we yeah we, we will be in contact. Like I said, I will make every attempt to get the out south. Um, so
2: yeah. Yeah, just keep me posted.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh Gary, you, you had uh were there any other thoughts you wanted to mention before uh wrap up the show?
1: No, that's that's pretty much it. We can get to shout-outs and everything.
0: Alright, so before I before I do my shout outs, I'm gonna give the, the floor to Charles feel free to let everybody know where they can follow you at and uh give your shout out
2: uh yes you can follow me on twitter the t-h-e underscore c-s-j-r the uh that's been my twitter handle forever at this point and i'm still there and i still tweet more than the average human and probably a whole lot more than i should but it's what i do <laughs> Uh, you can find me there. Uh, I write for shacknews.com I do a lot of news coverage there, but I also do reviews. Uh, look out for the Just Cause Four review next week. Um, um, we also do live streams. You can look on Twitch TV slash Shack News. Uh, every now and then, I'll co-host or host with Crabs Gerard, my homie over there. Um, shout out to the entire Shacknews family. I'm very glad that they brought me on and gave you know took a risk and you know gave me a shot there, so I could actually live out this dream of you know, full time, you know, writing and making a living on the gaming industry—something uh, that you know I never thought would be happening. But Coalition paved the way for that to happen, and I thank y'all uh, a ton uh, for for giving me the opportunities that y'all gave me, and, and and kind of like putting me in the place that I needed to be to kind of realize this dream at this point or at that point, and and going forward. But uh, and also shout out to Pikachu Lita. A.K.A. Katie, my Coins to Continue podcast host. Uh We're on a hiatus right now, but we, we will be back next year once uh, we get situated. And shout out to my girlfriend, Sierra. I don't know if she's going to watch this. I'll tell her that it happened. But shout out to her, too. Love, my girl. Moving in. Two weeks. Cannot wait. But yeah, man. Thank you all for having me once again.
0: Oh, yeah, man. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you for uh, joining us without question (laughs) It's been a pleasure Yes, it's been an absolute pleasure And I'm not sure if you still keep in contact with Joe But tell Joe Hov. I said what's up Because I I always think about all you guys that was on the show
2: Oh yeah, I definitely keep up with Joe He's about to get off social media, but I got his number And I I met up with him uh, a few times too
0: Oh, okay That's good, that's good All right, so um, I want to give a shout out to Mr. Charles Singletary for being on today's show. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to everybody that's listening. If you listen to us uh, live, if you're watching live, or if you're listening later, we appreciate your continued support. And um, I'm going to give the floor over to you now, Gary, for uh, shout outs.
1: Yep, so I want to give a shout-out to a few of the Patreon people That's M. Collins, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Miguel, Antonio Rogers, and Sean Gority. Big shout-outs to you for all of your support We appreciate you very much And shout-outs to Jeff Jones for participating in the YouTube chat today um, You know, Thanks for listening and con- contributing to the discussions and everything and um, you know, I, I want to shout out to all the people who uh, came, who you know, came back to be on the Co-op Podcast during this anniversary series. You know, it means a lot to us, and you know, the, the listeners who have stayed with us, you know, over this ten-year period. Um, so it was it was great to have you know all you all you guys coming back and you know sharing stories and thoughts on the various news topics. So uh, big shouts to everyone at the Coalition, you know, in, in the past, present, and the future. You know. And um that's pretty much it.
2: Absol- shout out to other people miss <laughs> you
0: Yes, we will talk to you all next week.